Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking with Bungie. I'm your host, Rich Wilson, the host of Death by Bungie, the YouTube channel. It's a channel about crossbow hunting, in case you aren't familiar with it, but I'm betting you are familiar with it or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Unless the name just kind of caught your eye and maybe you're checking it out. This one's going to be done a little bit uh, the way we should be doing these podcasts, right? I'm sitting in the trophy room here in the kingdom of Bungie. Trophy room such as it is, I think it could use a few more trophies. Wasn't successful in adding a trophy to it this year during the crossbow seasons for deer. Didn't shoot a big buck, at least not yet this year. There's still hope. There's still hope for me. There's still hope for you. That is the subject of this podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk to you about a few strategies going forward on how we can turn zero into one or one into two if you're looking to increase your odds to get a deer this year. I did a poll on the YouTube channel asking you how many deer you were successful in killing this year with your crossbow. Had over a thousand responses on that poll and friends of Bungie revealed that about 58% of friends of Bungie had not yet been successful in taking a deer this year. So first of all, if you've taken a deer this year with your crossbow, congratulations. That's awesome. You have accomplished what we all set out to do, right? A successful hunting season with your crossbow. Genevieve and I did not take any deer this year so far in the Pennsylvania crossbow season. A little bit of background. That's not the whole story, though. We started out Pennsylvania, zero deer, and didn't see any deer under the 100-year-old apple tree. That was a shocker. That was a surprise. Basically, I think it's because this was a real wet year in Pennsylvania. Stuff was growing everywhere. The deer did not have to travel to that apple tree to eat. The neighbors did not plant corn this year or any crop as they have in previous years, which seemed to attract deer from all over the county. You know, every deer in the county will go to the local cornfield. That's just how it is. They love the corn. And I didn't have deer moving through our property where we hunt in order to access that. So a lot of things changed on the landscape. Okay, Habitat is key to getting on deer. And when those things change, that changes things. That changes the routine of those deer. Uh, right around the opener there in the crossbow season, we heard coyotes on the property. So I know that they were moving through. Those things, are they come and go. But that'll affect deer movement for a day or two, and it will have an impact on your hunting, obviously. So there's a lot of different factors. And for whatever reason, Genevieve and I, unsuccessful. We headed to Maryland, had a great trip. She shot the buck of a lifetime. She killed a spike that she thought was a doe, and I killed a nice big fat doe. So we have three deer in the freezer. You got to remember, this is a year also where we were successful at the meet and greet, of course. Brought home two really nice big wild boars, which are fantastic on the pit boss smoker. I got to tell you that much. And we also were successful, Bungie and I were successful, with taking a black bear. My first ever black bear. Our first black bear. How awesome is that? We killed a black bear, and of course we have that in the freezer as well. Now Genevieve is studying to be a taxidermist, and she's working on that black bear. She now has it skinned and caped out and everything. The hide will be tanned soon, and that will be... Uh, soon joining us here in the trophy room, and I'll do videos about that down the road and everything else. 
So she's working on that. She is taking a taxidermy apprenticeship at this time. And for that reason, really has not hunted in Pennsylvania since we got back from Maryland. So the Pennsylvania crossbow season, which has now ended, Genevieve did not take a deer during her second Pennsylvania crossbow season. Similarly, because we've got so much in the freezer, now I hunted quite a bit, and I'm still looking for a big buck. I'd like to give Genevieve another object of taxidermy preparation, something she can work on, and that can be showed off here in the trophy room down the road. I'd love to work on that, but I don't necessarily need more food in the freezer, especially in light of Genevieve's plans to eventually shoot a deer in Pennsylvania. One of her goals this year was to shoot a deer in the snow. That's something I've always wanted to do. I have not done. And I think that it would be fun. It would be a different adventure, right? So these different goals that we set for ourselves, we've been working on those. She was successful shooting a eight-point buck. That was one of her goals. She was successful in killing a boar in less than three shots. The great goal, she accomplished that with a mere two shots. Hopefully we can reduce that to one shot in the near future. And she can enjoy that, join that elusive one-shot, one-kill club. We'll see. For the Pennsylvania crossbow season, because of her apprenticeship, she didn't hunt. She saved that tag. Still has a doe permit for the Kingdom of Bungie. Still has a buck tag. And we'll see if we can get that done once it starts snowing. We'll talk about these strategies how we're going to accomplish that. And if a big buck shows up when I happen to be hunting over a food plot, maybe I'll take a shot at the big buck. Not real confident we're going to be seeing any big bucks. And the reason I say that is because I've had cameras out. i got six or eight cameras out in the kingdom of Bungie. And the same players, the same bucks, are the ones showing up. We did have one eight-point, a smaller two-year-old eight-point, and... I did have that deer in my vicinity, one of my sits near the Ridge Staging food plot, came in, got some great video of this buck, probably could have squeezed a shot off if I had been motivated to do so, I'm not saying I passed on this deer, I think that's probably a, you know, did I pass on the deer? I don't know, because I didn't aim at the deer or anything like that. I didn't point the crossbow or even move the crossbow toward the deer, but he was within 10 yards of me. He was 20 yards from me for a little bit, and there's some brush, and I got a pretty good look at him. He's not the buck that I really want to shoot. I have other deer that, you know, I, I'm just looking to stay in the same ballpark of a three-year-old or better uh, for for bucks. Okay, and that's not that's just my personal preference. But things change, you know. Our crossbow hunting stories evolve, and that's just how mine is evolving. And I think it's great. How are we going to get on some deer, though? How can I get Genevieve on some deer? How can I get me on a big buck? And how can I get you on some deer if you're in that category of 58% of friends of Bungie who have yet to take a deer in the Pennsylvania crossbow season or any crossbow season for that matter? Here are some tips. I'm just going to go through some ideas. We're going to talk about what changes are taking place in deer behavior this time of year. See, the problem with these deer hunting situations, see, I'm going to drink a little bit more of my coffee. It's actually about 6 o'clock in the morning. I've been up for an hour, jotted down some notes, 
and I'm just I'm still in the getting up early and going hunting mode, but this is a chance for me to sit here before everybody else gets up and go through some notes, okay? So I'm going to drink some coffee and keep this podcast a-rolling. I can tell you, and it's iced coffee, by the way. This I'm drinking Starbucks iced coffee. Starbucks, medium roast, unsweetened. And I have come to really, really like that. It comes in a big jug and you just throw some half and half in there. I'm not sure whether I appreciate the coffee or the half and half more. I'm not sure. I love half and half. Anyway, so... What's changing with deer? If you look back at deer behavior over the course of the year for the relevant times for our hunting seasons, deer are looking at food all year long, right? The early crossbow seasons, if you can hunt in August, like down in Florida, right? Uh, Maybe, and I'm not going to talk about Arizona. Arizona has an August season too, I believe, but theirs is a weird, messed up thing. And so is Florida, okay? For most of the whitetails range, August, September, that early crossbow season, most of those places, deer are looking at food, whether they're bucks or does. The bucks still have some velvet. The bucks are not fighting because they're soft-horned at that point. They're not, you know, rattling's not going to work. They're not going to be sparring, anything like that. Very little of that goes on. The bucks are in bachelor groups still, right? They're hanging out together in groups. And in early crossbow seasons, like down in Maryland, I've even seen down there during the hunting seasons, bucks that were in velvet, shot a buck in velvet one year, my first year in Maryland. And I've even seen bucks in bachelor groups, a group of younger bucks coming through, little six, eight points coming through that are in a bachelor group that we're all buddies, right? They're all hanging out together. They're all friends, not fighting whatsoever. That kind of stuff goes on during that early crossbow season. We move into the regular crossbow season, and you know you get into October. The does are still thinking about food. The bucks are breaking up not in those bachelor groups anymore. They're going to be solitary creatures for a period of time. They want to be left alone. So they're looking to be left alone. They're marking their territory with rubs and scrapes, which says, hey, don't come around here. I'm a buck. Not going to tolerate that kind of business. There might be some sparring. And for that kind of hunting, yeah, a little bit of rattling, scraping the ground, maybe a decoy with some antlers. Those kinds of things tend to work really, really well for bucks. Does, they're just looking to eat, right? They're going to get up in the morning. They're going to, their daily pattern is essentially to be on food at daybreak. Go back to their daytime bedding area, which is going to be some thick cover not too far from the food. Maybe get a drink of water on the way. They're going to spend the day in that thick cover, browse around there around midday, and then they're going to ruminate in the morning, ruminate in the afternoon. Then they're going to get up and get a drink of water. And then at dusk, they'll be out in those food plots again, hitting that food source again, going to the 100-year-old apple tree again around dusk, an hour before dark. And then overnight, they're going to spend their time out in the open in an ag field or out in a date, the overnight food source, the destination food source. What's the big food source there? Is it an oak flat where there's lots of oak trees and acorns? Is it an apple orchard? Is it a field of soybeans or corn, something like that? But they'll spend their time there, sleep right in that. They'll doze off right there in that food plot, in that food source. And they'll ruminate and they'll get up and eat a little bit more and run around and do all their fun deer type things. And then they repeat that cycle. 
Does like to stick to that all year long. And does will travel in doe groups doing that all year long. They pretty much like that. Okay, That's their preference. So the bucks will do some of that too, depending on the time of year. As we get into the rut, that's when things get mixed up, of course. The bucks are now looking for does that are hot. They're looking for does that are receptive. So those bucks are going to stop making the rubs and scrapes so much and instead travel from one piece of property to another looking for does. So all of a sudden your strategy shifts to let's hunt those pinch points and funnels and saddles, right? I'm not talking about saddles that you put on horses. I'm not talking about the saddles that you hang out of a tree wearing or anything like that. But the saddle is sort of a, a dip in a ridge that makes it a little easier to cross. That's just a natural crossing point where it serves as a funnel to funnel deer activity through a certain area. Those are a lot more huntable and a good spot for bucks and does because they're just more na they're natural travel corridors. But if you're looking for a buck during the rut, he's going to be traveling a lot on his feet running around during the day. And he might make a mistake traveling up one of those ridges, traveling over one of those saddles, going through one of those funnels, like a break in a stone wall. Um, there might be a pinch point, whether it's a rock outcropping or some kind of fallen tree or something like that that funnels deer movement. Those are the types of things you're looking for during that time, and they can be very effective to hunt around. Food is less effective during that time because that's not what the big bucks are looking for. You can still target those does over those food sources during that time, but you can also get the does moving if they're moving with the bucks or from the bucks, as the case may be, and that is a good way to, to hunt those. That time of year, you're going to be using a decoy. That's a doe decoy, right? Maybe put up a doe decoy. Take the antlers off of Buckley. Stick it out there in the edge of the field and see if a buck comes over to it or in those hardwood uh, opening, open hardwoods where the buck can see it. Those are the types of things. And I've done that. I've done a video or two where I, one video where I had success hunting over a doe decoy. So there are options like that. We're getting past that now and moving into what, we here in Pennsylvania would what I call the second crossbow season, right? So we've had the early crossbow season where Bungie and I have historically traveled to Maryland. We've got the crossbow season where um, we hunt here in Pennsylvania. That has just ended. And I'm kind of sad to say that this is the first Pennsylvania crossbow season I have ever hunted where I did not take a deer. This is the first crossbow season where Bungie and I were not successful in Pennsylvania. That's a big thing to me, really. Now, it was by choice. Again, deer presented opportunities. We did have some does and food plots. I had multiple opportunities on two different occasions hunting food plots. I didn't spend a lot of time hunting food plots, but um, I did want to give them a little bit of a workout a trial run, make sure they're going to work for Genevieve later in the season, all that sort of thing, thinking maybe a buck would show up at dusk coming in there to see if the does in the food plots were receptive. And I had bucks around me. I did have one of the regular players that I've had here in the kingdom of Bungie did show up. I heard him grunt, actually got him on video. Didn't see him in person, but I actually got him on video on one of my cameras um, that I had set off to the side that I was filming the doe with. And that tacticam actually picked him up. So there is opportunity 
like that during that crossbow season. That buck was looking to see if she was receptive. Um, she was not, but she gave me plenty of shooting opportunities, but the buck never showed himself and came into the food plot as I had hoped. Now we're going into that second crossbow season. Now that's what most people call the rifle season. The rifle season's a whole different animal, okay? It's a whole different ball game. It's a different world for crossbow hunters because a million guys go out into the woods wearing orange and stomping all over the place and stinking the place up and shooting and making a lot of noise. That's a whole different animal. That's the style of hunting I grew up with. It is one that I have happily left behind in my past and I do not take part in anymore. I still hunt during the second crossbow season. But just like I call it the crossbow season, I hunt with a crossbow. I don't hunt with a rifle anymore. In fact, I don't even own a rifle. I own just the, the Model 94 Winchester 3030 anyway. That's hanging on the wall behind me here in the trophy room. I still own that and I never get rid of that. I killed my first few deer with that. And I really appreciate that rifle. I think it's a nice little relic to hang on the wall. It's a family heirloom of sorts. But I don't have any intention of ever shooting a deer with a rifle again. The last deer that I shot with a rifle was in 2011. I killed a doe. And I killed that doe at 20 yards. I wrote about that in my book, The Death by Bungie Crossbow Story. I killed that deer at 20 yards. And I was like, well, why did I use a rifle? I could have shot that deer with a crossbow. Right? Like it makes no like if I can do it with a crossbow, why am I not doing it with a crossbow? Why am I subjecting myself to the volume of shooting a rifle and ruining my hearing, which, you know, I play guitar and I like music. I don't want the ear problems, stuff like that. Why am I doing this? So, And I just really want to get good with one weapon. I want to be really, really good with a crossbow. And that was the reason that I, at that time, made that decision to start focusing on crossbow hunting only. But in the second crossbow season, with all those rifle hunters in the woods, what do we do? What can we do to get on a deer when we're competing against all those other hunters. And here's a few tips. The second crossbow season, now the rut is waning. It's sort of kind of over with, okay? The bucks are going to shift from those traveling back and forth, going up those ridges and through those pinch points and through those funnels. The bucks are not going to be on their feet moving like that as much. They're going to be going back gradually to that food and cover pattern that I discussed earlier. They're going to be moving back to that, but they don't want to quite give up their domination, their attempt to dominate the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're going to go back to working those scrapes and the rubs like they had been doing pretty heavy leading up to the rut. They're not ready to give it up yet. Still marking their territory. They don't know because they're not scientists. They don't know that the does don't have any interest and aren't going to be interested again. The bucks are still interested. You know what I'm saying? There is a second rut that eventually will come around. And that will involve any does that are not bred yet. It'll involve those fawns that are just now coming into their first estrus, that sort of thing. The bucks know that that's sort of out there. As those bucks are hoping the does will come back into estrus, they're going to be going around making those rubs and scrapes. You can go back to hunting your stands that are set up over rubs and scrapes, and you might have an opportunity at a buck. That might work for you, okay? If it's a daytime area close to cover, the buck gets up. A rub or a scrape along a field edge, along a food source, probably not as valuable as a rub or a scrape that's deeper into the woods, closer to cover. You're probably going to have better luck deeper into the woods. 
the does are going to be heading back to cover again, right? They're going to be heading back to cover and food, cover and food, doing that pattern. But at this point in the season, assuming the massive amount of numbers of hunters out there in the woods is not affecting your deer locally. And in some places, that's not possible. In some places, it might be real difficult to compete with a crossbow, okay? On the other hand, in my neck of the woods, after the initial opening day, and that's kind of changed here recently because we always opened on Monday, and that was a terrible day. It was just gunfire all over the place. That's the war zone. They moved that traditional opening to Saturday, so now we hunt Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The schools are still closed on Monday, I believe. So for that reason, you got like three days of rifle hunters out there hitting it hard and heavy. That really is going to hammer those deer, okay? So you got to take into account what's going on and what the pressure is going to be like. may not be worth your time to go out Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Plenty of years recently, I have just given up on the opening days, okay? Just because there's just too many people. But you don't really know until you go out, okay? But we get out in the woods, the deer, absent that pressure, once that pressure relaxes, okay, after a few days and you hear a few gunshots each day off in the distance, that is different from the opening days when you got all that pressure, okay? And some states have such long rifle seasons that it spreads that pressure out, so it's not as big a deal, okay? Or it becomes just a big deal the whole time. I don't know. But it's going to vary so much from one place to another. But once that pressure dies down, let's go back to what the deer are doing, what they want. They want to get back on that hour before dark, go out there, feed in the food plot, spend the night in that food plot, in that ag source, whatever, in that wood lot that has the acorns left over, in that field that has a little bit of clover and natural forage. They're going to spend their evenings there overnight and then first thing in the morning after the sun comes up they'll go back get a drink of water and go back to that thicker cover really the best time to hunt during this in my opinion is going to be the end of the day don't beat yourself up don't get out there at 11 o'clock in the morning and sit till dark don't sit all day that's a waste of time make the most of your time in the woods get the most out of it get the most bang for your buck so to speak get out there two hours before sunset, be set up and hunting that entire two hours, okay? So get out there half an hour before that. So you can get all set up, let the dust settle, and wait for somebody to come in, right? Come into that food plot or ag source. If you've got some soybeans that are still standing, hunt on over those. If you've got corn that's still standing, maybe you look for a corner of that corn field where you can get a couple of shooting lanes, one to your right and one to your left because you're on the corner, so to speak. You know, you got to be thinking about where your shots are going to be. And that's stuff we talk about all year. Shooting lanes, right? Setting up shots. Ambush sites. That's stuff that we talk about all year long. But those are the sources, the areas where you're going to want to focus those. If you're looking at a travel corridor, make sure it's real close to the food. And a few sites is not a bad idea. The reason I say that is... Remember, this is a destination food source. Probably the deer are going to try and bed down in front of you in your vicinity, and you're going to spook them on the way out. There's, It's almost not worth coming up with some way. Some guys howl like a coyote, and other people want the four-wheeler to come in and get them. And there's different things. They, they might work some, but the reality is it, it, they're going to catch on to you pretty quick. 
they're, they've been hunted now for a few months, right? A couple of months. They're starting to catch on that, there's, that this is a dangerous scenario. And they're going to be a lot more wary. And they will come in later and later and later. And eventually they're just going to come in after dark. And it's not going to do you any good. So hunt wiser. Hunt when the wind's going to be in your favor. Hunt when the temperature's a little bit lower. When there's a cold front coming in or a weather change, a change in weather patterns just about to come, that's a good night to get out there and use those limited number of evening hunts to your advantage. Don't overdo it. Don't overstay your welcome. The deer will punish you for that. So don't do that. But really, we're getting back to food. Now, we do have the late crossbow season coming up, and I want to talk about that briefly also. The late crossbow season here in Pennsylvania is when all the rifle guys are done. Okay, Archery's done and over. So we have basically primitive weapons. We have flintlock muzzle loaders starting right after Christmas. Flintlock muzzle loaders and archery equipment can hunt in after Christmas to about mid-January, right? It's 100% about food then. You understand? There is no second rut like in the rifle season where some of those doe fawns and uh, unbred does are coming into estrus and you might be able to get a, a shot at a buck who's on his feet. This is about survival. This is about recovery from the rut. This is about recovery from those rifle seasons where deer have been shot at, maybe even shot. They've been hunted. They've been pushed. They've been pressured. Now they got to pack on the pounds to get through January, February, and March, right? It's going to be bad, and they know it, and it gets dark early. Get out there right before dark. It's going to be cold for you, too. You hunt that last two hours. Make the most of it, and you'll see some deer on those food sources. They're desperate at this point. They gotta have some food. So that food becomes uber important that time of year. So we're kind of, you know, you start out with the with the rubs and scrapes, and then you go to the pinch points, and then you go back to the rubs and scrapes, and now we're back to the food. So like the food is food's a constant throughout that, but food becomes king in that late crossbow season. That's our plan. I hope that gives you a little bit of insight, a little bit of help, a few tips maybe on how to turn all this knowledge that you've acquired about crossbows, about arrows, all that good stuff, and turn it into productive deer-killing strategy. <laughs> Let's hope that that turns it your way and turns it in your favor. And mine as well. Until next time... All hail Bungie. Bungie.